Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Minus the wedding going and hungover Alex. (laughs) Do do we think he's hungover? Alex is at a wedding. We think he's drunk? Alex, we know know he's drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say I I texted Alex about an hour ago. We're recording on Sunday night and asked, uh, you're not going to be here, right? Because this is confirmation. And Alex said, yes, I'm about to sit down to dinner with my family. So either Alex is going to be ordering the most carb-loaded pasta dish on the menu, or Alex is going to continue the festivities and pound pound some brews. Why not both? That's, you're right. You're right, Nate. Why not both? That both could lead to uh, you know some interesting vomit later, and a really hard ride home tomorrow. Yeah, that's probably the one you don't want to deal with. All yeah. right, today is Monday, November twentieth, and it has been a week in the sports world, specifically in the football and broadcasting world. More drama with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and the Big Ten. Yep, yep. Big injuries. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. Go ahead. Jim, now I know you don't like Michigan, but I don't know if you want to go to West Virginia on them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Big injuries and the speculation that follows in the NFL. Yep, yep, yep. Rigging, maybe. maybe. Huge production going into game day on Saturday that didn't involve Colorado. Then then ultimately falls flat on its face. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good summation you have. Yeah. Minus so- the, uh, minus well, the fuck Michigan. You didn't put that in there. No, I did not put that. That's your, that's your deal. And you said it, by the way. You said Michigan already. Uh, but I you proceeded have, uh, it with the word fuck. Okay. We're already explicit. Sideline reporting comes into question. Thanks to Carissa Thompson. Yeah, are we getting into that? I really hope we're getting into that. We'll we'll chat about it here in the start before we get into the NFL because I think it is interesting and what has befallen it afterwards. Uh, Molly McGrath gets a Gatorade shower and then has to get on a plane like right after. That poor girl. Uh, That was uh, unfortunate, but so is the season (coughs) when you start getting into conference championships and bowl season. Mm, That's true. You need to know what's coming. Yeah. And by the way, I just got to throw this tidbit in here. Snoop has shared that he's giving up the smoke. I don't believe that. You don't believe it? You realize it's not Lent? (laughs) Right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Thanks to all, as always, for interacting with our social media at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Sports Stuff, W forward slash Jim, Amber Sam Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, poke, like, and... Tickle, get the bell on! Is that one? Was that one phrase? Yes. Or was it comma? Get the bell on. You can tickle while getting the bell on. Different types of bells. Different types of bells. (laughs) Only the ones on your tassels. Uh, (laughs) All right. 
So before we get into the NFL this week, let us chat about some of those headlines that we came into here. Uh, first, let's start with the Carissa Thompson news. She made up some halftime things that she may have gotten from a coach. She made it up because she can't get a hold of the coach. What do you want her to do? And when she did it, it isn't like they called her like midstream was like, that's not what happened. This probably was pretty fitting. Yeah, it's not like anything completely off the wall. Good for her. That's improvising at its best. That is improvising, but I will say a lot of the other sideline reporters did not feel the same way. Well, Many have come out outspoken against it, saying this is a discredit to sideline reporting. And there have been been women that have come out and said, for those that had to fight to even get into this spot, you're putting us in bad light. And then Aaron Andrews was like, I've done it. (laughs) I did not see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is sort of funny. Like, calm down. It's sideline reporting. I don't care if it's a male or female or donkey. If you made it up and it sounded good and we moved on with the game, all right. And you haven't been called out by a coach. Yeah. Good for you. And how much is a coach really going to give you? I don't care if you're the best sideline reporter or a newbie. They're not going to tell you much. Not only that, but the coaches probably thank her. Mm-hmm. Listen, make something up good. I, I got things to do. <laughs> listen, to get- Joe, like, listen, this person went out with a concussion. Just say they have a shoulder injury. Moving on. <laughs> Well, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, like, if you watched the Minnesota game, I don't know if you, you people did not, but, like, Ryan Day looked at the sideline reporter who was obviously trying, like, really trying to get Ryan to, like, dive in. Ryan was like, what did you just say? Why? Like, he just seemed pissed off. We've seen Saban be pissed off. We've seen all those guys that have, like, this time of year, lots of things going on, lots of pressure – not give a shit what that sideline reporter's there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, come they, on. They get, what, two questions typically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and Yeah, watch their injury updates be like hockey injury updates now. Ooh. Ryan Day's pretty close. Lower leg injury. <laughs> no, it's like they're, they're with an upper body injury or oh, lower body injury. We're not going to specify. He's Ryan Day, legit, he's been catching all kinds of shit in Columbus for that. No. We may have him next week. We may not. Kind of hurt, getting better. Like, uh, speaking of the injury reports and some concerns about what was and was not reported going into Thursday's game, Joe Burrow obviously has in that game suffered a season-ending injury with a torn ligament in his hand. Correct, or is it his wrist? I think it's his wrist. Okay, either either or. It's on his throwing side. Right, right. So the speculation that came up after the fact is that there was a video that was put on the Bengals social media that was later deleted uh, that showed Burrow coming off, I believe, the plane or coming out of uh, the whatever, somewhere in the airport or coming off the plane uh, that he had some type of they called it a device on his throwing hand or his throwing arm. Uh, And there had been no report that he had any type of injury and there was a lot of money lost on people from that game and the Bengals and Joe Burrow, probably passing props and touchdown props and everything that comes with that receiver props. So now there's an investigation. They're investigating Jim. Who's investigating. Do we know? 
we won't know for several weeks, right? Of the investigation? Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it could be the U.S. Integrity Office, but I feel like their hands are busy with Mr. Harbaugh. I don't know if there's much else for them to go into on that. I don't think that's over with. I'm not saying it's not over, but I think they've probably dug as far as they can now. They've got computers. People are getting fired or let go, whatever the words we're going to use are. People have been suspended. People have accepted suspensions. Anything else? Anything else on Jim Harbaugh, Jim? Would you like to talk? I, I'm just letting you go because I'm anytime I talk, it's a trap with you and the Michigan thing. So I'm just staying quiet. So back to the burrow thing. It's like it's not <laughs> one of those injuries though that like all of a sudden it just happens after a throw. So like I'm just trying to theoretically think how in the world do they investigate this? Like, do they go back and pull film from the team facility? Do they interview training staff? I mean, I'm just trying to think, how do they get to the bottom of this? Well, if it costs people in the betting world a lot of money, and we have come to find with the Michigan uh, investigation, suspensions, firings, whatever all is going to happen in the future with that, that if the right people, especially in the betting world, get on the wrong side, then guess what? They will go full force to try to figure it out. Um, and I don't was, think that's one of these things, though, if I'm being honest. <clears throat> uh, I think it's a precursor to what could be happening with probably additional rules which the nfl just continues to put into play keep trying to beat the betting machine somebody's always going to try to beat it buddy all right uh updates with michigan and jim harbaugh jim i'm gonna let you give a brief recap of this for some discussion i don't even know where we left off in this situation well jim harbaugh has accepted the suspension yeah because the ncaa and the Big Ten finally got their shit together, talked, and the Big Ten was like, hey, I know you're about to do a restraining order and try to stop this machine, Michigan, but we spoke to the NCAA, and this is the hammer that's coming your direction. You could put this out there in the open, and we could air your dirty laundry now, or you just take these three-game suspension, maybe beat Ohio State, and then go to the playoff. And by next year, that investigation will be over. We can expedite this by putting your shit out in the open or just take your three and sit down, Jimmy. Okay. U.S. Integrity is involved, which U.S. Integrity does what, Jim? <laughs> Apparently monitor betting. Well, part of what they do, Jim. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what the other part is. We have a whole office dedicated to the integrity. But so our you're... election system is <laughs> like we have we have more controls in the sports betting world than we do elections potentially potentially so u.s integrity uh really just monitors fairness in sports and also with fairness in sports they also uh, monitor betting activity monitor like I have to imagine anytime these large bets. So we talked about previously the was it LSU and Alabama baseball. Yeah. Having that issue. I have to imagine US integrity probably got somewhat involved with that. Um, I think they're honestly, Muff, I think they're the ones who who find the abnor- abnormalities. Yes. Yes. With their clients, right? they they have particular clients. It's not like an overarching federal entity. 
It just right. happens to be U.S. integrity. But the Big Ten is one of their clients, along with specific teams. Like, there's specific teams in college football that but have this that. this is the NFL, office. The NFL is one of their clients. If they were a government office, I feel like everyone would be their client, Jim. So they just have U.S. That's what I mean. That's I'm confused. Yeah, so I do not. Of I do. I do. The United the U.S. Integrity, I do not believe, is a federal entity. I think they are maybe a contracted entity by many people. <clears throat> hmm. So I think they just have the moniker U.S. Integrity. Yeah, they don't have Gov in their uh, uh-uh. in their website name. This mm-hmm. is re- literally just a thing, right? They they are probably a very wealthy, wealthy contracted company. Wow! Wow! Crazy. So, uh, for now, the the book is not closed, but I think the chapter has turned in the the Michigan sign stealing, yes, debacle. For now, new chapter, book still being written. And lastly, have ahead. you seen their client list? It's pretty extensive, and there, are, like I said, there are teams in addition to conferences and leagues. Well, what got me was it's the NFL, MLB, NBA. UFC, PGA, SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12. Like, that all makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're missing some conferences here, but whatever. And then, All the ones are covered. And then, like, as you said, there's teams. Mm-hmm. But the teams are Cincinnati, Pitt, Kent State, or Kansas State, Colorado. Virginia Tech. So all those teams are covered, except for maybe Pitt, by their conference. Why do they need to be covered? Why do they need to be clients? Well, maybe are they they've... watching their own kids that way? Is that what we're saying? It, pretend, uh, potentially they're they're monitoring their their own student athletes. Potentially they're monitoring uh, suspicious betting activity with opponents. Right, just because the league is oh covered, yeah, fair point. You know, does not mean that they are deep into every game looking at it. They're only coming up when there are red flags, right, within the conference. But if, say, Virginia Tech is playing a team that they think even out of conference or in conference it's an issue, then maybe they call into question, like, "Hey, can you let us know if something weird's happening here?" So then, and then maybe that is... triggers like conferences to then be like, "Hey, we need to do bigger, something bigger, looking into this." Do you, did you hear who I left out though? Like as a whole, the NCAA. Like they aren't their logo isn't on the client list. Well, as a, a potentially a nonprofit entity, can they get involved? I think they can hire an integrity watchdog. Uh, they 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 probably could, but. It, I think the bigger picture is at what cost and do they have the money to cover that? Remember, NCAA is not necessarily the money-making machine like the conferences in the college football playoff uh, are. That's fair. That's fair. Right. NCAA doesn't get, aside from the March Madness, is not making a lot of money off of college football. Why not have your own integrity office? If you're the NCAA, like, quit worrying about the other bullshit, like... Teams can't be in bowls or teams can be in bowls. Let's develop an integrity office. 
I think they have one, just probably not to that level. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, speaking of things that suck, James Madison and the hoopla that went into game day this Saturday to pump them up, to talk about how they should be in consideration for the college football playoff. They should be bowl eligible as they were preparing themselves to be the Sun Belt champions, fall flat on their face against Appalachian State, and the Mountaineers take down James Madison and any hope that anybody had that anything great was going to happen for them this year. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still ten and one. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Muff. I think they should get a bowl. Well, they're they're the NCAA has ruled that they're not eligible, but they that have doesn't, ruled on their. That ball should up. not take away the steam. I guess they well, they're still a chance into a bowl game though. If there's not enough bowl eligible teams, sure. they can still get in. Right, they can still get an invite. But why do I feel like the NCAA is going to take a five and seven team over a potential eleven oh, one for sure? Matter. For sure. I think the loss was, you know, it sucks. But I think, first off, the hype that they had at game day and during the week with Pat McAfee, well done. Well done. And then uh, I don't. I think people should still be backing them. Like, get them into a bowl. Don't stop the campaign. Yep. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And Nate, as Nate said, that is right now the only path to a bowl for them. Free JMU. Free JMU, which brings us into NFL Week 11, starting on Thursday night as the Ravens beat the Bengals 34-20. to We've already talked about Joe Burrow and the speculation there. In the end, the Ravens dominate, but they do lose tight end Mark Andrews, who goes out after a drop tackle that hurt his ankle, correct? Yeah, they said he might be out for the year. They never really specified did he break something, did he tear tendons, ligaments, whatever. They just said potentially out for the year. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about this, the drop tackle, and we'll get to this later with Jordan Travis. Uh, but what do we see happening in the future with the drop tackle and any type of uh, rules or regulations against this or flagging for it? In the we NFL. define what a drop tackle is for a second. Like, what is it, Mark? What are we calling a drop tackle? When you are get you when you are tackling somebody from behind, and because you aren't necessarily wanting to tackle them forward, or you think they may fall out of your grasp, you quite literally drop your weight down, and sometimes that involves you dropping your weight down onto their legs as they're running, and that's where some of the the lower body no issues happen. This. I have no problem with this drop tackle. I have an issue with the slide tackle thing they're doing. And I saw it a lot this weekend. The kids were running to tackle somebody and sliding like feet first to grab the leg. Where did you see this? I Nate, saw have it. you seen this? I have not seen this. I saw it I've several seen, times. I've seen that this year in a high school game where a kid like tries to do a slide tackle in soccer to take a guy out. That's what it was like. I saw it in the high state game. I saw it in the Texas game. I saw it in the Oregon game. All three. Well, in all like, instances, at least in the high school level, you can be called for tripping the runner. I used to not be a rule. You could do whatever it took to get the runner down, but they finally put that rule in where you can't even trip the ball carrier intentionally. I don't know. It looks sketchy to me. It looks like you're going to blow legs out. 
You're gonna have to wow. Well, you have to send us a picture of this because I can't. I en- will. I can't envision seeing this. I'm saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I can't envision. I have not seen this happen in the course of play. Is this along the sidelines, in the middle of the field? No, like I mean, along this, like not going towards the sidelines, but down the side of the field. Yeah, that's where I saw it in my one high school game where the coach wanted a foul. It's like he never touched it. It's like if he trips him up at, to the point where he stumbles and yes, you'll get that. But whenever he jumps over the guy that's doing the baseball slide, it's nothing. I agree with that too. All right. More to come on that potentially in the future. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting if anything does come down with the drop tackle, because then there's what's left. Yeah. That's my thing. Right. Well, how, how are you supposed to think anything's ever happened with that? And here's why is, you're going to have the argument that, oh, it's not a drop tackle. He just lost his footing. Okay. And then now we got to roll on intent, right. which is the whole bull crap with the targeting thing. It's like, was there intent there or not intent there? It's like the more you have to dissect it during the play, it's just going to cause more and more confusion. You're going to get misinterpretation of rules more inconsistently than the freaking NFL rough in the past. <laughs> I think they've gotten better with targeting, by the way. Just a side note. In what, college? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple of targeting reviews get overturned or uh, reversed. Not in that pit game. I did not watch that. No, that was textbook. The kamikaze. (laughs) Jim, we had to have seen that somewhere. We shared it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was bad. (laughs) I didn't realize that was the pit game. I'm sorry. That was The guy for BC completely just put his arms down on his side and just jumped head first like a fish out of water. That was so bad. Salmon running upstream right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Getting into Sunday football as the Browns take down the Steelers 13 to 10. Browns hit a game winning field goal with two seconds left on the clock and put the Browns ahead of the Steelers in the AFC North as the Steelers have another lackluster offensive performance with Dorian Thompson Robinson getting the win for the Browns. Let's just leave it right there. Good job. All right. We don't need to talk that other shit. You lost, Muff. I don't know why you put in this in there just to talk shit on the Browns. You lost. Don't put any more shit I mean, I didn't lose. It. I didn't lose anything. The Steelers lost. The Steelers lost. I don't know why we make this so personal whenever we talk about football. Just because you take it very personally with Ohio State doesn't mean that I take it that personally. Okay. All right, Muff. But the Browns have had 55 games. With they have a winning studies. season and they beat the Steelers. Is that what you're going to say? That's what you should say. Okay. Let's talk about the Chargers next. The Packers take down the Chargers 23 to 20. Packers get a late touchdown. The Chargers are in a downward spiral that is not assisted by the apparent loss of Joey Bosa for some time as he went off the field very frustrated in the first half. And the coach, I'm not even going to mention his name. The coach has gotten to an argument with a reporter afterwards. And he was very adamant that he will still be calling the defense for the remainder of the season. Why? Like, we suck. It's it's bad. It's, it's bad. so bad. Is this, is this, have we tossed it all the towel all the way in? Yeah. I'm, yes. Yes. Right, well, and Bosa wasn't the only star player to go out in that game. Didn't Aaron Jones go out with any injury as well? Aaron Jones did go out of this game for the Packers. So not a good overall game for both teams all said and done. I don't know what's the win. 
Aaron Jones got hurt. Yeah, that's true. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Go back to the uh, the Lions game. Yeah, brand new Lions beat the Bears 31 to 26. The Lions lead a fourth quarter comeback. It is capped by David Montgomery touchdown with about two minutes left. Then the Lions get a safety to seal the deal in this one. I I can't believe it was that close. I can't believe that you look at the Lions record and see eight and two. It is Justin Fields came back for the Bears in this one. Um, <clears throat> obviously had a a good enough game, but not a great game to put them over the top. And the Lions find a way to win again. Again, this week with the Lions coming up, Sam, what I usually say about this week about the Lions? Not Thanksgiving until the Lions lose. And that might not be the case this year. Who do the Lions play on Thanksgiving this year? The Packers. Yeah, there's a good chance. Good chance the Lions are going to be in a good spot for that game. Next, the Dolphins take on and beat the Raiders. 20 to 13, the Dolphins get the win against those pesky Raiders, picking off Aiden O'Connell three times in the game. It's a game that I expect the Dolphins to do a little bit more, but, right, the win's a win in the NFL. Yeah, I would have expected more. I mean, Tyreek Hill stayed up on his 2,000-yard receiving pace with another, like, 150 today. Mm -hmm. And then I saw they said the Dolphins are undefeated at home, and their last couple games of the year are also going to be at home, which is going to be clutch for them. Yep, Devon Achan came back and then went out in this game. I have a hard time with McDaniel. Wait. Yeah, Mike McDaniel, the coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with the way he comes across the field to greet the other coach after a game. I would punch him. Like, because? He's all happy-go-lucky, doing this number all the way to the, to the coach, smiling like, you just beat me, man. Like, don't be up in my like grill with your happiness. Like, I he just—he's super hyped. I, I mean, like him as like him. the players' coach. I agree with you, but like, he got that, and he's small. Like, he's running up to some big coaches that like, listen, little guy, humble yourself a little bit. Somebody's gonna crack you. So what you're saying is you don't want to see the Dolphins beat the Titans. <laughs> right. Do that shit to Vrabel. Eh, I think he could run away from Vrabel. Yeah, now, if he caught him, game over. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> say either Vrabel or Dan Campbell. I think yeah. he wouldn't stay well gets either one of those two. Campbell yeah. would go nuts on him. Bite his kneecap off. Yeah, bite his kneecap off. There's a matchup we need. There's a matchup we need. I agree with you. The Giants beat the commanders. What? 31 to 19 as Tommy DeVito gets the win and has just as many touchdown passes after this one as Zach Wilson. Giants get the icing on the top of the pick six to end the game. Big, big news aside from the Tommy DeVito win. No hot water after the game for either team in the showers. I think yeah, the now they know what it's like to be a high school official to go to some of these schools. I think the. Uh... The new owners of the commanders should move the team. To where? Anywhere outside of <laughs> where they're at now, Muff. That team's cursed. I don't know. I, I still blame Dan Snyder. This is going back to him. 
Yeah, they 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 have a solid two plus years where they can blame Dan Snyder. Okay, I think nope. Dan didn't pay the bill. Like, well, no, no, no. This was like a, a facility issue. This is an an operation. Yeah, I saw there was a issue. quote by one of the maintenance guys. They said they were aware of this, like in the morning. But if they needed to correct it or fix it, they had to shut down the whole main water to the stadium. And given that was game day, they couldn't do that. What kind of it? Okay. What are they so going to do, Jim? Are they going to relocate be, the game? Muff, all I'm saying, right, is they had to shut down water to the stadium to fix the sh- just the showers? No, they had to shut down water to the stadium to fix the hot water issue, but they could not shut off the water, so they couldn't fix it, so there was no hot water. So they took the cold showers. Or just the showers is what I'm driving. At. I got to imagine the issue was probably more than just the showers, but I don't okay. know if it was the whole stadium. Okay, like probably, that would probably hot sense. water in a section of the stadium or without throughout the whole stadium. One of the two that would make sense, but that includes the showers, you know, hot water for showers. Yeah, I get it. But that made a great flight back home. Fun. fun oh, they fun, probably fun. stopped at a hotel or some shit before. Well, I mean, at least they were one going from Washington to New, New York. York. Yeah. Or in this case, Maryland and New Jersey or whatever, but Yeah, depending on where they're flying in and out of. I mean, if you're a hotel owner and the Giants called you up and like, hey, we need to use your hotel for a hot minute. Are you cool with that? I'm pretty sure the hotel owner would be like, Yeah, whatever. You think they have enough empty rooms for all those players to go take a shower? Yeah, probably. A lot. That's 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 a team, Jim. There's a decent amount of people on a team. Do you think that the hotels are selling out around that area for this game? It's uh, remember where they were playing, Jim. Yeah, Jim. You know they have those noon checkout times. The games are at one. DC. Yeah, I understand that. Not just for the game. DC is a lot more going on there than just the football. Especially with that team. Then drive a little bit and hit up West Virginia or Virginia and. Just figure it out. The Cowboys take down the Panthers 33 to 10. The boys take care of business in Carolina. And Jerry Johnson, Jerry Jones tells Jimmy Johnson that he will be inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor on December 30th, 1923. Is there a panic button that like I know he's the owner, but like can other people be like, he's lost his shit? We need to take over now. He needs a spokesperson. He looked like he was out of it. There's also people calling him to question that it looks like he's put on a few LBs. I think he's losing his mind. No. Yeah. I mean, I would lose my mind if I had to be in control of that dumpster fire, but that's besides that's the point. true. Although it's all self-inflicted. That is true. He did this to himself in the end. But uh, I mean, the- outside of all that, like, do you think there is a... a- clause somewhere that says Jerry gets dementia, somebody else steps in? If he let there be, that's the big question. Uh, what, no, do you think, like, what do you think the chances are? Do you think that exists? No, not with Jerry. Oh, man. It's going for the green every time. The Jaguars take down the Titans 34-14. Will Levis gets brought all the way down to reality, and the Jags get back on track. 
Again, if you shut down Derrick Henry, you beat the Titans. Yeah. The Texans take down the Cardinals 21-16. The Texans get another win, continue to trend in the right direction, this time against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Tank Dell with a big day for the Texans. I mean, they just keep on winning. I mean, is there any chance that – well, I don't think they catch Jacksonville in that division. Uh, they still could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that that would be a success for the Texans, probably more than they expect, much more than they expected coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with year one with D'Amico at the helm, and then you got a rookie quarterback, rookie receiver. Yes. Lots of good things, hopefully, coming in the future for the Texans. I caught this uh, earlier in the week that Denzel Perryman of the Texans was suspended for three games for multiple health and safety issues having to do with uh, violations of this rule regulation policy having to do with uh, repeated issues and how he was tackling. I mean, if he keeps like lowering his helmet to hit people or whatever, I mean, I guess you can keep fining him, but I guess this is just the league saying, okay, we're tired of finding you. Now we're going to take care of business another way. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I did, without seeing all of the hits, I just saw the headline come out. So Browns just signed Joe Flacco. I mean, they they toyed with it, and he was the one. So if it's, I have to assume it's probably DTR until further notice, and Flacco's there in the wings. Yeah, yeah, he's just gonna be more of a mentor figure. Yeah, 49ers take down the Bucks twenty-seven to fourteen. Nate, as expected, pretty much. Christian McCaffrey gets another touchdown. Let the yeah, three start. Start. Yep. I mean, all the big guns showed up for today for San Fran. I mean, McCaffrey gets in the end zone. IU Kittle. Tampa Bay does what Tampa Bay does on defense. They give up three hundred plus yards in the air. Status but, quo. Yeah, status quo game. I mean, it could have been a way uglier game. Like it wasn't. Brady was there, and they went and gave up like forty some points and went scored like nine or ten. So. I mean, at least I keep it respectable this time. There we go. The Bills beat the Jets 32 to 6. The week after Ken Dorsey was fired following last week's loss. And Stefan Diggs and his brother got into some social media banter about maybe what the real issue was in Buffalo. What was the banter? Spilled the team off. Uh, Stefan made a statement paraphrasing that um, I was doing just as good or better before I think the word this man or bro got here, but nobody ever knew who he exactly was mentioning. There was an assumption it was Josh Allen. Uh, and then his brother, <clears throat> Trayvon, made a, some type of statement on social media indicating that he needed to potentially find a way out of there. I think that's coming. His Isn't it funny? Been... Guys show their true colors just when things just start to get a little rough. Oh, I don't know. Get him, Nate. Get him. I mean, everything seemed fine and dandy whenever you were winning games and making the playoffs and getting your yards. And then all of a sudden the team goes through a rough patch and you're like, wah, wah, wah. But there's no real reason for the rough patch. And he's not getting as many catches. Like, yeah, so let's throw a history. 
So let's throw a hissy fit because I'm not getting the ball and the team's not winning. Bills improved to six and five. I don't know, Nate. I I see your point, and I want to be on your team on this one. But like his stats have sucked. Right, and purposely not going to him. I don't What's know if the they're deal? purposely not going to him. I no, think I that, teams are definitely taking him away because what other option has they really had consistently this year? Right, Dalton Kincaid has stepped up mm-hmm. for them in the past four to five weeks. Um, but so is that like that? Just we're just. I guess my question is: We say, "Oh, it is what it is," or do we say the coaching's not getting around that problem that other teams are presenting? No, I just think it's other teams are taking or trying to game plan around him. I mean, because we know historically over the past couple of years, the Bills have not been a team that are really any threat to run the ball outside of Josh Allen. Sure, they go and sign Leonard Fournette, but still, there's not a guy on there that like, okay, we definitely got to stop this guy coming out of the backfield or make sure we stop the run with this guy. So teams are just going to game plan around Diggs. But it, uh, okay. What, Jim? Go Isn't on. it the coach's job then to counter that? Yeah, it I mean, is. I mean, that it's a game of chess the whole way through the game. So if Diggs is then saying, like, listen, you're you're playing horrible chess here. Now, do you think Diggs would have this same gripe if instead of, say, six and five right now, say they were, like, eight and three? But it, they would have to be eight and three utilizing him. Not necessarily. So I'm just saying. General, if they were eight and three instead of six and five, he'd think he would still have this great. I don't, and he and he's not being utilized. He has, he he has about the same stats. Right yeah, yeah. So I the question think so. is, is I honestly think so. Well, and that's so the did, issue. So yeah, yeah he, he's more of a me guy than a team guy. Got it. Gotcha, and that's fair. Yeah, but he was also the one that when Hamlin got hurt, he was the first one at the hospital. And like I stayed. Yeah, but I don't know if that, that has nothing to do with what's going on here. But I mean to say he's not a team guy. I have a I have an issue with that. I understand what you're saying. Like I think it's not as black and white. I think he truly does care for Buffalo and he cares for his teammates. I think he may have an issue with coaching and maybe even Josh Allen. Does that make him not a team guy? I I don't know. And I genuinely I'm not trying to argue. I mean, look at his number right. Looking at his numbers right now, I mean, he's pretty much on pace to what he's been doing the past couple of years. Right now, he's just five yards short of 900 on the year and has seven touchdowns. And if you go back to the past couple of years, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns. So really, I mean, he's kind of on par to what he's been doing for them. Yeah, all right. That's fair. There it is. In the last game of the afternoon slate, the Rams come from behind to take down the Seahawks 17-16. Kenneth Walker, the third, goes out in this one, and Geno Smith also misses some time before coming back. The Seahawks are beat up, man. Like, Walkers always seem to be not healthy or hurt. Um, Lockett, before the game, he was a game time. Like, is he going to be there or not? You got Gino out. Yeah, we're getting a healthy season where teams are starting to see some serious injuries going on, and right now it's coming down to who can be healthy the, at the right time. Yeah, and plus, 
with this being a divisional game, the Rams have beaten the Seahawks both times this year. So it just goes to show same thing. Like even go back to the Giants commanders game. Like I don't think anybody expected Tommy DeVito to go in there and look as good as he did. I mean, I think I saw something today that said he had three touchdown passes in this game and Daniel Jones hasn't had three touchdown passes in a game since 2019. So again, it's injuries and it's divisional opponents. So starting to get to that point in the season where teams are going to either make their season or break their season. And then can they stay healthy for a push? There it is. And in Sunday night football, the Vikings are taking on the Broncos and the score is three, nothing Broncos. Oh boy. This is a, a game that has some real, some, <laughs> the outcome of this has a real impact on what these teams are looking like for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So this is a maybe not the most sexy matchup in Sunday Night Football, but one that actually has real meaning for both teams. So I think that's a good thing. And in Monday Night Football, the Eagles are taking on the Chiefs in a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. How are we feeling? I feel like we're going to see a lot of Donna Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Good chance. Very, very. There's drinking. There's drinking games you can play with. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Every time they say uh, Taylor Swift, you got a drink? Yeah. It's not my girl. We're just talking about the game, Sam. This is that's a Swifty at its best, right there. Come on. It's always always (laughs) Dipcon with Swifty. That's insane. Uh, Okay. And also, if you see like uh, Travis. if you see the Kelsey brothers in like a, a dual screen, like both oh, of them yeah. on the same screen, yeah. that's another one. Um, any discussion about their podcast is another one. Um, yeah. I all need to find things. this game and get all the rules because I'm off Tuesday. I just get blitzed. Well, you can listen to the New Heights podcast where they start, they actually go through some of this. Oh, is like that they, right? They talk about what they would how they would do it and like some of the rules they would put to it based on, uh, I think some fan mail they had. So listen to the new Heights podcast. Hopefully they listen to us. Probably not. All right. Any other news in the NFL? No. All right. That brings us right into the college football breakdown. Is that Alex? No, but I was filling in. Good job. It was good. You did good. Thank you. So we'll start with the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin beat Nebraska 24-17. Good win. Good win. Uh, Northwestern beat Purdue 23-15. to Northwestern bowl eligible. Shocking. Never would have saw yeah. that coming. I was about to say, I don't think any of us saw that coming at the beginning of the season. Nope. Michigan State Beat Indiana 24-21. I was honestly leaning towards Indiana here. So, good for Michigan State to pull that one out. Okay, number 16, Iowa wins, solidifying their spot in the Big Ten Championship with a whopping 15-13 to victory over Illinois. They did it. Guys, they did it. They're in. And they don't have their offensive coordinator next year. They did it. They did it. They did it. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. All right. Penn State, number 12, Penn State, 
beats their rival Rutgers 27-6. Muff, how do you feel about this? Well, you know, the rivalry that Rutgers hasn't won a game since the 90s, but, you know, neither here nor there. Still a rivalry. (laughs) That's the closest thing you have. Is it? It's the closest thing you say that we have. I mean, geographically. Uh, Yes, geographically, yes. There we go. How do you feel the about big, that game, Muff? Well, the big news here is that Drew Aller went out and Bo Perbula came in in the second half, and mm-hmm. nobody knows what happened to Drew Aller because Penn State is very, very tight-lipped about any injuries within their program. Did you notice anything seemed off with him? Well, he got tackled with he, – he, he, he ran the ball, right, ran for four first down and hasn't learned how to uh, get down appropriately – and he got he got whacked one, and I feel like he was seeing some uh, seeing some butterflies. Mm. Seeing some Speaking butterflies. of which, probably the hardest hit of the season this year. Friendly fire in my high school game on Friday night. I still don't know how that dude got up and kept playing. Did you have to investigate and make sure that he was okay? Uh, me and the back judge both went up to him and were like, "Dude, are you all right?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm good." I'm like, "Look at me." I'm like, "Okay, he's fine. I don't know how, but he's fine." I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, the one guy just went to hit the the the, uh, the runner, and the runner got tackled from behind or something. And then the guy it was like a torpedo shot and went like helmet to helmet with his own teammate. Oh, that's scary! Huh. All right, uh, the team up north beat Maryland thirty-one twenty-four in a close one. I watched this game. Yes, yes. I don't know if this was a fluke or not. First time the team up north has let any points on the board on in the third quarter. They were letting big passes go. Tua is not, you know, a rock star. He's the mean, team up north has played a bunch of other quarterbacks that are that's not Tua. What's his name? Tyler. Tyler, I just uh, I don't want to make of this game. Yeah, it was an interesting one. I watched probably about half of it, and uh, it this was I think a classic look ahead game. And given everything else that's going on around that program, I think this is an easy one to fall back on. But I would have expected the defense to still show up, and the defense that's, I think yeah. is. The defense is potentially a concern if they're going to play like that. Offensively, you know what you're going to get with them, right? They're going to pound the ball. They're going to pound the ball. And at some point, J.J. McCarthy may get play action or get out of the pocket and do something good. But you expect the defense to be able to show up week to week. But I'm not going to say anything else about it. I'm good. I'm not going to put any voodoo on there. You want to do anything? You want to say anything about it? About the defense and how maybe they weren't as good as they could have been? No, it's the offense that bothered me. So, like, in that third quarter, fourth quarter, Maryland just sold out the run and, like, hey, we're coming after you. We're going to stop the run. And the other team did not adjust. Like well, That's their identity. I mean, they didn't necessarily blow Penn State away running the ball the entire second half, but they did what they needed to do. I think it's... I think it was a good performance. We're going to move on. 
Oh, I think I disagree with what you just said. I don't think I don't think you you your heart truly believes what you just said. It does not. No, the announcers were all over it. They're like the number one receiver got hurt, and I think McCarthy had roughly a hundred, if not less, passing yards. Mm-hmm. You can't be one dimensional and win big games like that. No. No. There'd I mean, be a problem. I mean, even the Army Academy. And the Naval Academy are both throwing the ball a little bit and doing it well. <laughs> so get with the program, Michigan. Figure I, it out. There was something wrong in that second half. It was it was obvious. Something was up. Now, what can you attribute that to under the last firestorm we they've had? I, could it be the linebacker coach? Could it be Jim not being there? Could it be all the controversy? Could it be the injuries? I don't know. But there was something off. Which brings you to Ohio State beating Minnesota 37-3. to Marvelous Marv did not have a great day, but they also had him ride the pine in, I think, the end of the third. Travion popped he got off. A, he got in the end zone, though, didn't he? Yeah, in the, in the first half, yeah. But they shut things down. They shut things down for all the starters, but the quarterback in that second half until like the last two series. But that sets up the big one. Moving on to other topics. Oh, are you going to lead into the big one, or are we going to get into that later? I thought you had it set up down here where you have games of note. Fair. Have have at it, buddy. Sorry. Okay. Top 10 teams and others. Georgia beat Tennessee 38-10. to Georgia did with the Gumby for a second. Georgia Um, Georgia did what they were supposed to do, right? Yeah, I, was this even a question? Yeah, they gave up a 75-yard or 80-yard run on the first play from scrimmage right. on defense. And then I was like, all right, guys, enough fucking around. Yeah. And they stopped. Yeah. Okay. Washington uh, lost, I think. No. no. Yeah, beat. There are too <laughs> many numbers there. It's jamming me up. Washington beat Oregon State 22-20. to I don't even know where I could watch this game. Uh, ABC? Yeah, it was, it was on was? A yeah. regular ass cable. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even see it. Like I think I might have been blacked out or something. It was an afternoon. It was an afternoon game, which is like a new, noon noon West Coast game. Oh no, it was decorating the house. That's what it was. No, it was a seven thirty Eastern. Oh, that's right. Game. You're right. It was seven thirty game. But yeah, it was the primetime game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I watched this whole game, and it. Being typical Pacific Northwest, it was raining pretty hard the whole game. And after the first series, I think Washington scored on the first series, but then from there on out, their receivers act like they've never played in the rain before. Yeah, that was – it was interesting. I mean, it was pouring, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it was definitely definitely an issue all over the field. Mm-hmm. Number six, Oregon beats the dog snot out of – Arizona State, 49 to 13. Oregon is killer. And their only problem is, is they lost to Washington. Yeah. Right? That is the that is their issue, and they they can't get around it just yet. Yeah. Number seven, Texas beat Iowa State 26 to 16. And they look like they were struggling. Now I get Iowa State is a different breed of team. But Texas did not look like 
Texas. You got to figure the injuries. I don't know. They just didn't look great. Right. They're, they're a team that's not trending in the right direction at the end of the season. No, no. Can't even believe we're talking about this. Alabama did their end of the year beat the dog shit out of a D2 team, beating Chattanooga 66 to 10. Do what you got to do, Nick. So, so smart. Missouri beat Florida 33 to 31. Cool. Alex would, be, Alex would be happy. I know. Louisville beat Miami, Florida 38 31. Louisville now into a championship game. Good for that them. was that was how Molly, Molly McGrath got her Gatorade bath. Uh, LSU beat Georgia State fifty six to fourteen. Woof woof. Ooh, Mister Daniels. We'll talk about this later. We're going to talk about some Heisman stuff, but um, he's uh, he's doing big things. Arizona whooped all over Utah forty two to eighteen. Arizona still. In the conversation for the Pac-12 yeah. championship. Yeah. And then we've already discussed it, but App State beat JMU 26-23. And then so there's one game we don't have listed here that I don't remember what the final score was. But uh, how about Auburn? What about them, Nate? You laid an see egg. That? Yeah, laid an egg. And they're uh, basically bi-week version of the SEC. Yeah. What what was the score there? I'm pulling that up right now. So oh. Auburn was at home. Wow, thirty-one to ten against New Mexico State. Right. Wow. All right. All yep. right. WVU beat Cincinnati forty-two twenty-one. Have to toss it in there for Alex. Yeah, and then let's get to the Gumby. And then WVU in that game, just to hype up Alex a little bit, rushed for over four hundred yards as a team in that game. Wow. And Kirk Herbstreit owes Pat McAfee a favor. Yeah. I mean, he got him the job, but whatever. Florida State beats Northern or North Alabama 58 to. I'm not sure what that was supposed to mean. Have you not heard Pat talk about it? Oh, no. I know about the game day stuff and how that got his end for ESPN. But the bet was earlier. I heard the bet. Okay. I feel like they're even now. Okay. Anyway. Look, remember this if you and I ever make a bet like this, <laughs> that you would be like, no, we're even. <laughs> remember this State, one day. The quarterback got a gumby. It was ugly. Yeah. Jordan Travis had like, this was like a Louisville style gumby from the basketball game. It was bad poop. No, I don't was think it was that bad. I don't think there was any bones. Broken sticking. skin. Yeah. I don't think it was through through. Well, we don't know. His ankle was all taped up. That's true. I don't, we don't know for sure on this one. Yeah, no, all I was like whenever he put his leg straight out, his foot was facing to the left. Yeah. And the first thing that I saw one of the athletic trainers doing, I do not know. Like, I'm not going to, this is not me passing any judgment on athletic trainers, was hold the ankle and try to make it, like, look put normal. Put it back? No, not put it back. But, like, try to hold it so that it looked not terrible. And again, there was no like forceful. And again, I do not know what athletic trainers are trained to do in that situation. I wonder but if that's like, like to help the shock. I know. Where's the medical degenerate when you need it? Yeah, we need Alex on there. I mean, Alex isn't an athletic trainer, but um, that's. Ugh. I saw that and I was like, oh, I would never want anybody touching that. I just wonder if it was like to, for the shock of it. Like, look, your your leg's fine. Your leg's fine. It might feel <laughs> like it's falling off, but it's fine. Look. I don't know. 
But I saw that. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, don't don't touch that. Don't well, even, I was don't. watching that Washington game, and they were doing a break to that game because they're like, holy crap, North Alabama is up thirteen nothing, and then they showed Jordan Travis in that play, and then Booger McFarland from the studio was like, oh, we didn't know that was going to happen. This was live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the AP you see Booger too. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The AP rankings are out. The top ten: Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Bama, Louisville, Missouri. Eleven is Penn State. Didn't want to leave you out. Okay. Doing what they got to do. So, Washington jumps Florida State. I think we all expected this to happen. Yeah. Given Jordan Travis won't. And his boo. It is Gumby. All right. So, I mean, that's that's an unfortunate way for Florida State to have to lead, to come out of that. And obviously, Florida State was playing a nobody. Washington beat a ranked team. So, I mean, even more reason for that to happen at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see Florida State making their way higher in the rankings at any point from here. Not unless there's some uh, controversy that happens in front of them. Yes, agreed. So, games of note for next week. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Wobbly Wobbly week. Washington State at Washington. Florida State at Florida. Bama at Auburn. High State at – or High State. Oregon State at Oregon. And High State at Michigan. Washington, Washington State. Like, we can go on and on about all these different games. Um, I mean, Washington, Washington State has potential bearing on what's going to happen all said and done. Don't get me wrong. But I think I think the big one is going to be one of the most intense big ones in my lifetime. In your lifetime, huh? Just because of all of the buildup for all of the reasons? Yeah. I'm not sure, like, it doesn't get physical before the festivities. You talking like pregame? Pregame? Yeah, I mean, field? before even pregame. Like, I think it's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty. Yeah. Do, do you think there's going to be any, like, social media issues between the teams? Or is that no. going to stay? They're going to be like, don't be dumb, guys. We don't need, yeah. any, we don't need a bulletin board material. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be real quiet. But I think the game is going to be intense. High State, Ryan Day and his masterminding is saying everybody's going to be back. Do so you believe they, that? No. Who do you think is in real danger of not playing? I think Denzel, not playing if Denzel Burke okay. the, in the backfield is going to be – Game time decision. Okay. All right. What are the two keys to the game for a victory for Ohio State in your mind? I think that if the defense continues to be the defense against the team I saw play Maryland, the run's not going to be a big deal. I think the coverage downfield of the passing game, Ohio State will be okay. Eliminate the big plays. And then will the quarterback show up? Three keys to victory. Okay, three keys when I asked for two. Good, good. (laughs) 
Okay, let me summarize. Defense stays the same. Like, don't change. Do what yeah. you've done all year. Got it. And McCord, for the love of God, show up. <laughs> don't lay an egg in this one. God bless. Uh, I think I, I will just take the other side just because in Michigan, it's establish the run. Yeah. I think if they have 150 plus yards rushing, that means it's going to be a very good game, close, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say. And can I would JJ, dare say they might win if they have 150 rushing, 150 plus. Yeah. And for JJ McCarthy, it's just efficiency, right? He doesn't have to throw the ball 30 times, but if he completes 80% of his passes and gets one big one down the field, then that's another one of those like we got one we didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say shit. Percent passing completions. I'll take that in any game, but Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think the the other part of it for both teams control that mental game. If this is a penalty laden game, yeah, you know that's not good. You can't afford to have anybody ejected. You can't have afford mm-hmm. to have anybody making stupid decisions that just ruin it. You know what I'm really interested to see. What type of sideshow we have with camera angles for signal oh, calling? Yeah, I'm real. I just hope because yeah, if you're watching that Michigan game, and this may be something that Michigan has been doing right during Locking time, the, yep. during timeouts when they had the the like they were extending the banner out over the team. Like yeah. I don't know if they've been doing that all season, so I can't say me either. But that's but, the first time I'd seen it was this weekend, right? It was just like no, 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 nothing to see here. <laughs> I think. Uh... Another thing, this is really, really odd, and I'm sorry, but there's a player on the Chiefs that does it that almost gets false starts all of the time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, yeah, from the first game of the year where they he still got him. that that scary foot. Ohio State has the same thing. Number seventy-one. He's gotten away with it all year. He might get hit two or three times this year, but like. There's going to be a microscope on you for that BS. So rein it in. Rein it in, buddy. I mean, honestly, if I'm on that line or I'm the quarterback, I'm like grabbing him and saying, stop it. And I'm just pelting him with stuff to see if he flinches. Don't flinch. But it's going to be a good game. Let's let's hope. Big noon kickoff Friday or Saturday on Fox. Are they all Gus Johnson? (laughs) Yeah, I may just mute this because I don't want to listen to Gus Johnson. I I I support you doing the same thing, Jim, and finding a local broadcast. I probably will. Uh, Which brings us into what the conference championship picture looks like at this point. The SEC is already solidified. Georgia taking on Alabama. ACC, we have Florida State taking on Louisville. Big 10 is Iowa versus the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game. The pack is Washington versus Oregon or Arizona. How's that determined? Uh, If Oregon wins, they're in. If Oregon loses and Arizona wins, Arizona's in. Okay. Uh, In the Big 12, I... Still not sure if I fully understand this. There's four teams that are uh, alive. Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Apparently, they had this tiebreaker situation on paper, but they did not account for one of the head-to-head components of this with their conference realignment. 
so all four teams are somehow still alive and the head to head tiebreakers have to do with the best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. If for some reason that does not come, that does not decide it. Every tied team that has played each other, they go to step two, which is step two is the record against the next highest place common opponent in the standings based on their in-conference games and then proceeding through the standings in that manner. If the head to head does not decide, decide it. Well, Texas is in. Yeah, I'm looking at just records overall. I mean, without getting into all this nitty gritty stuff, Texas is sitting at ten and one, going <laughs> at home against Texas Tech. So I would say Texas is in. Oklahoma, I think, is going to get in if they win. They'll be ten and two with a win. They host TCU this week. So if Oklahoma were to lose, I think that's what opens the door for Oklahoma State yeah. or for because both teams are sitting at eight and three going into this week. Yeah. Who's Texas has lost to? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And Oklahoma has lost to Oklahoma State. And I can't remember the other one escaping me right now. I, I want to see Texas and Oklahoma again, but I'm worried that Texas isn't healthy enough. Honestly. You know the times are already set for those games. Oh, yeah, they've set those. The conference championships are set in a, like far, like a years, like a advance. year, right? Yeah, wild. That's yeah, because the Pac-12 is the one that's the weird one that's always on Friday night. Yeah. Oh, and then Ohio Oklahoma State's is the up. last one, or not Ohio State? The Big Ten mm-hmm. is always the last one. Mm. A little bias there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> as long as you lean into that uh, other college football news first the Heisman chat Jalen Daniels Jane Daniels has taken the number one spot in the odds after his performance this past weekend with Bo Nix sitting at number two okay what do we feel like is going to happen in the next couple weeks with this because obviously it's more I mean it, it, after LSU's next game, they don't have anything before the Heisman voting, or that yeah, before the Heisman voting. This so, is what I think. Go ahead. Okay, I think Bonix and Penix Jr. are going to have to figure that stuff out, right? They have. Let's hope. Let's hope we get that opportunity, right? And I think they potentially, the winner of that situation, will logically. Be your Heisman candidate or your Heisman winner, right? So you got Jane Daniels is minus but, one, according to FanDuel, Jane Daniels minus one ten odds, but next plus one fifty, Penix plus six hundred. But I think if Maserati Marv goes off in the game and then gets to Iowa and just, just Pres- goes Pres- off again. Uh, <laughs> It's probably more likely he goes off against Michigan than Iowa. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if he were to go off in both those games, I think he can make a hell of a run. Is that's my opinion? Oh no, it's definitely. These are definitely all very possible situations. Um, I. That's a lot of ground for Harrison to make up. 
in the odds. I'm not saying it's oh, not yeah, possible, absolutely. but in the odds, that's a lot of ground to make up in in two games. Mm-hmm. Right, he has two games to do it. But part of being the high potentially only homer, one. Part right? of the Ohio State homer thing, like legitimately, and this is a lot of people talk this way around here. I'm just letting you in the window. Is that like we've been sandbagging the entire time? We've been holding Marv back. We've been holding him back, and now we're gonna cut him loose for this one, and it's ride the rocket to the end. And there's and every year it's a different person. It's a different like he's holding on to some trick plays and a whole new playbook, and it's always a thing. So I have to have to throw it out there that he has a shot. He he has a shot there, ladies and gentlemen. There is a shot. There is an opportunity. Uh, and this last thing, I'll let you two take care of it. I think you two found this before me. Go ahead, Nate. The uh, Texas A&M walkout brigade. <laughs> well, not the walkout. Walk on. Sorry. So they were playing. I don't remember if they were even playing. But it was something neat, and I saw a couple other accounts shared it. So Texas A&M sent out the kickoff team of all walk-ons. So something for them, I'm pretty sure it was their last home game. So it's something to like recognize all the walk-ons, let them go be on the kickoff team. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, I feel a good story, whatever. So not only did they get on the field, but those motherfuckers caused a fumble. On the <laughs> they go down there and they're like, oh, yeah, we're walk-ons, whatever. No, we're still going to go out here and show you that we deserve to be here. We're not just going to go out here and be the feel-good story. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was. cool. They made it happen. That's for damn sure. And Nate drops an F bomb, everybody. This is that's his second one. Me and Nate are on we're some Patica. This is good. Yeah, it's Wobbly Week. We gotta get amped up. Wobbly Week. This is what how happens that Alex is not here. You two have some type of effect on each other. <laughs> yeah. Anger. You're just jealous. <laughs> I I don't know if it's a jealousy or if it's a concern that I have. All right. That brings us into other interesting news in sports. Bum, bum, bum. Good, Jim. Glad we can. Do I'm it reading the, the mellow ball. Can we start the NBA? Let's start there. We will start in the NBA with mellow ball being forced to cover his brand new neck tattoo every time he steps on the court because it violates the NBA's commercial logo policy. Uh, ball has the uh, the text, and this is in a different style, obviously. LF just below his left ear. Had that back in September to represent his middle name as well his as well as his Le Francais clothing line, not allowed to be displayed while he's on the court. That's a bit much. So what does he do? Is he like wear a band-aid over it during the game or something? Or is that on watch basketball? Yeah, what the yeah, Muff, please. Uh oh. What? What does he do? He has to cover it. I don't know how he's covering it right now, but he has to cover it. That's all I know. They make tattoo makeup. Bingo. Tattoo makeup. But I think this is just the biggest crock of shit. Yeah. I mean, in the NBA and like everywhere else, like you can put all these corporate sponsor logos all over the court, all over the uniforms, but a guy, hey, cover your tattoo, damn it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's stupid. It is stupid. And in other NBA news, Draymond Green. It's been five games after a midcourt kerfuffle with the Kings last week that had him with Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. 
afterwards, Gobert made a statement, I think it was his post-game interview, that Green does not particularly enjoy playing in games when Steph Curry is not on the court. And wait, he wait, may wait. intentionally try to find ways to get kicked out of these games. All right. SNL comes into the fold. And roast Draymond. Get pumped for this, Jim. In the weekend recap. As all great things that come from Saturday Night Live give us. Muffet's filling that air. Filling the air. Filling the air. NBA suspended Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green five games for putting another player in a chokehold. Here to comment is Draymond Green. Oh, boy. Thanks, Kay. I appreciate y'all giving me this platform to publicly apologize. Okay, so you are sorry. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> so why are you so angry? I mean, you choked Rudy Gobert for no reason. I had a reason, all right? Rudy Gobert is a tall Frenchman who's been pissing me off for years. Imagine if you had a seven-foot baguette in your face talking about... <laughs> you want to do something, too? Yeah, but you, you got to get why the league is mad, though, right? I mean, not really. It's not like I choked LeBron or Kevin Durant. You know, we talking about Rudy Gobert, the fourth best player in Minnesota. <laughs> well, this has been a thing with you guys for years. It sounds like you really hold a grudge. I mean, I wouldn't say I hold a grudge, you know, but when someone crosses me, I never forget it. So. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the whole situation is being blown out of proportion. You choked the man during a game. Okay. Yeah, but I was trying to kill him. <laughs> so if you think about it, Che, I showed restraint. So you don't feel bad even a little bit? Oh, I mean, I always feel mad. No, I said bad. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond, even your own coach called your actions inexcusable and said your five-game suspension was deserved. He really said that? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Writing, man. Mm-hmm. Just a little list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff I got to do later. Draymond, this isn't even your first suspension. I mean, you once stepped on a guy's chest. You kicked another player in the groin. Look, Che, I had to kick him in the groin. That's where his nuts at. <laughs> Only Saturday Night Live. Only Saturday Night Live. Can we go back to the Lonzo thing? Lamelo, Got it. Lonzo was not forced to cover his. Oh, they did. The league required his older brother to cover his big baller brand. So, like, if the bro- and that was in 2018, if you knew that the older brother had this hat, why would you go out and get a tattoo like that? I don't have great answers for you, Jim. All I can say is I just think it's interesting, as Nate said, that the NBA commercializes themselves and doesn't let the players do so, even in the, to that extent on the court. That's stupid. Say it's interesting. All right, next brings us into other basketball news, this time in the college world, as Angel Reese, also known as the Bayou Barbie, was inexplicably absent from the team's matchup over the weekend and had been benched for the second half of the previous game. Lots of speculation. All of this to this point speculation, as head coach Kim Mulkey is not providing any additional news. The speculation comes between uh, two potential items. One, there's some dispute between uh, potentially Angel Reese and Flojay Johnson and potentially their mothers. No, it's just their mothers. For now. For now. For Moms now. were talking shit about Angela Reese being 
real bad in school. Yes. Specifically her reading. Yeah. And the second speculative speculative item is that some are saying, and this is again not has not been confirmed in any way by anybody, that moving on from that, that obviously there has to be a GPA problem. She may not be eligible, or there's other issues at play. Um, this is right, a fall at this point from the grace that was the end of last year for LSU hoops. Um, and be interesting to see how this continues to play out based on all the hype. They brought in Haley Van Lith uh, from Louisville, and they were yeah, number one. They've already lost a game, so a lot not trending in the right direction for the LSU women's basketball team. Is what it is. Is what it is. In hockey, Matt Petgrave, the man whose skate blade was the reason for Adam Johnson's death, in England was arrested on manslaughter charges a day after Petgrave was given a standing ovation at a hockey game. Uh, it's important to note that uh, from what I've been able to gather and from what others have indicated, this is actually part of the process within the English judicial system is that you have to be arrested in order for the formal investigation to ensue. So just because he was arrested does not mean he's been charged. It means I think that the investigation can now take place officially. I believe that's how that works. But was interesting that he got a standing ovation in the next day that went down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how this ends up. But I'm yeah. sure this is just the beginning where this is going to be a like every like in the American judicial system, I'm sure this is going to be a long, drawn out thing. Yeah, I agree. Indeed. And lastly, in baseball, Nate. You, you, so you, I found, found this, this. and and only with this organization, too. So the Oakland Athletics will not, I repeat, will not have a permanent home after next season as their lease to play at the Oakland Coliseum will be up. And the Vegas move is not expected to be complete with the new stadium until 2028. So they will be playing at their AAA ballpark in Nevada, and I also read they will potentially be playing some of their other games back in California at other stadiums. So who wants to host us? <laughs> Not just who wants to host us, but who wants to go to these games? Like, I, they're going to sell out, don't get me wrong. I hope. If they don't, then we've got even bigger issues at play with all of this. this but is... They're going to even use their AAA facility I mean, the Blue Jays did that during the COVID year when they had to play in Buffalo. Right. But still, it's like, that's got to be a scheduling nightmare, too. Yeah, because you got two teams trying to share a facility. Ugh. I will see. I wonder, I mean, was, is, can Vegas, I mean, Vegas can obviously host in that way because that's where the affiliate is in Nevada. I'm not saying it's in Vegas, but like, does this move the timetable up at all? Is there some pressure? Oh, I think you've got to have pressure now to get that new field done for them. And at the same time, I'm wondering, it's like now still, you're still going to run into the same issue with scheduling. Like, do they try to like force the trip away affiliate, maybe go play at UNLV or maybe some high school field for that matter. I don't know. I mean, you got Bishop Gorman out there who's noticed for their football presence in the nation. Right. But it's like, do they have the facilities there to host maybe a small, like I don't want to say Triple A small, but 
in the grand scheme of things compared to Major League Baseball. I don't know. I mean, are we sure Dan Snyder's not an owner of a baseball team now, too? Yeah. I mean, the shit show is definitely following some the A's somehow, but that's this isn't this isn't anything new, right? The A's as an organization have always been second second rate, bottom of the barrel. I mean, they compete with the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. All right, there are some other interesting news. Hold on, sports. There's Hold more on. interesting news. I was just scouring the internet. Couple of things. Breaking news. Break, break, breaking news. Coming back for his seventh season next year, Cam Rising has announced he's coming back to Utah next year. Let's go. Second. So, week one next year in the betting show, we can talk about him. Right. And he should be playing. Should be. Okay. Still questionable. Yeah. Second update. Ohio has banned former University of Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon from ever gambling in Ohio again. He cannot go into casinos. He has been banned from any sports booking place. He is banished. He's on the list. He's on the list. Once you get on the list, you never get off. get off the list. And lastly, retired, now retiring, Kevin Harvick, NASCAR driver, just bought the mansion where they filmed Ricky Bobby. Who had it before? I don't know. Dude, I, that would be my, like, cool. <laughs> Who had it before him? Was it was this like a NASCAR, like, hand-me-down? I don't, is this a retirement gift? I don't know. I just know they bought it. This is a NASCAR retirement home that nobody talks about. That would be amazing. <laughs> just That'd be amazing. Passed down from generation to, honest, to generation. Though, Jeff Gordon had it, and Jeff Gordon's like, nah, I can't live here anymore. <laughs> to be honest, though, I listened to the Dale Jr. download where he interviewed Kevin Harvick about what are you going to do in retirement? He has a management company. He manages fighters like Misha Tate. Like he, and then he also manages drivers. So this guy is like ballers, but from NASCAR. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's, that he's into, he's in, into other sports, right? Yeah. Wild. (laughs) You should also download that episode or listen to that episode. Good episode. Carrying on. Carrying on right into any questions that Jim has for the for the to the group. So it's the uh, it's that time of year. Thanksgiving. Yep. I think we've done this before, so I'm gonna put a little spin to it. Spin away. Do you have a special seat at the Thanksgiving meal? No. I feel like Muff Muff does. Uh, no, I can't say that I do. Is that right? If if I do, I don't recognize it. Okay. Right. the 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 seats around the table shift based on who is there. Gotcha. Right, because this is a, a full full extended family situation, so not all the same people are there every year. So I think my seat changes based on that. Gotcha. So I can't really say on that one. The next question: Who carves the bird? In your house, my father. <laughs> hey, do you do you call hey, the bird? I say in years past, I think um, whenever we have had a full bird, it's just been self serve. Uh, yeah. 
That is a lie, sir. No, growing up, it was <laughs> but the one or two years we've had it here, you've taken control of the knife. And I I'm, am the bird carver. Yeah, I don't know why we trust her with the electric knife. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. Clearly. I'm also the, the ham carver at Christmas, so... So you're a bit of a control freak, or you're you love knives. Um, both no, potentially dangerous for Nate. My family just thinks that I'm the most responsible one with that kind no, of thing. That's not. That's not. I said. <laughs> and my last question: How long will Nate and Sam's marriage last? Right. <laughs> Over under <laughs> Black Friday. Football. I know you've all participated. We have football. Oh, no, I thought that was Jim's response to the question. Oh, over under Black <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Do Will you participate in Black Friday this year? Uh, not to traditional shopping, no. No. Sam? Neither, neither will I. I will be working. You will be an unwilling or willing participant? Um, I'm willingly working at Old Navy on Black Friday. Like I for punishment. Yeah, but my sister and I were discussing that we don't think we need to even like go shopping because it's just not the same as it used to be. You can do everything online. Have Amazon drop it at your door. Exactly, and like you know, it's just not the same. Not the same. I enjoyed when you went at eight p.m. on you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Doors to open. And that's questions festive style for the boys and Sam. There it is. And that wraps up this week's episode of Sports Stuff, Jim and Muff. The betting episode coming out Thanksgiving morning. Ooh. Thanksgiving morning, maybe as you're watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, getting ready to decide who's going to carve your board and how that may impact or not impact any relationships you may have inside, outside of your household. Figure out where you sit at the table. Get your favorite sides munch down on them and get that trip to fan nap in the afternoon but before you do that make sure you listen to sports stuff betting stuff coming out this thursday along with any of our other episodes subscribe to all we can do on instagram twitter facebook youtube do all the things and to keep the ship going up 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 through the canals all the way to the ocean make sure that you tell a friend make a friend be a friend. Fuck Michigan.
like to 